Over the last year, banking institutions and other financial services organizations have learned the value of public-private information sharing, according to financial services consultancy, Booz Allen. Here, Bill Stewart of Booz Allen discusses why mobile malware and big data security will be among the greatest threat risks banking institutions face in 2014. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. Bill, Booz Allen just released its list of the top financial cybersecurity trends for 2014. And there were a few areas in this list that stood out to me, including heightened public-private partnerships, emerging mobile malware, such as Perkley, and big data security risks. Are banking institutions really embracing information sharing more than they have in the past? Yes, absolutely. And, and I think um, the reason for that is that they're, they're being uh, driven to that by the value of sharing information. Um, there's tremendous opportunity to get ahead of uh, threats if you know what's coming. And, and the banking industry is inherently interconnected and interreliant, so they've got a standard practice around uh, working together. And so they've done a very good job. Institutions like FSISAC have facilitated information sharing across the banking industry, and because of that, being used in an increasing way. Is some of this information sharing going outside the banking institution environment? Yes, absolutely. There are many other industry verticals that are standing up uh, information sharing entities. There's a healthcare ISAC. There are are energy organizations that are working at sharing information. Uh, the reality is that the financial services industry is tending to be ahead in that area because they've had a history of working together very closely, both in, in cyber areas, but in, in just in, as part of the normal course of doing business, they're, they're very interconnected, very interreliant. Some of the other industries aren't so much that way, so it takes more energy to make it happen. But it's, it's absolutely starting to occur outside of financial services as well. Now, one of the things, Bill, that I mentioned during the introduction, of course, is this emergence of mobile malware. But we've talked about emerging mobile malware trends for quite some time in the industry. I'm curious to know what stood out this year and what more or new types of attacks might we see in 2014? Yeah, what we're seeing is, is an absolute increase in attacks on mobile malware. Uh, we spent a lot of time studying uh, malware and, and threat vectors. And we're seeing advanced adversaries and even some of the not-so-advanced adversaries take advantage of the fact that the mobile platforms tend to be less protected, tend to provide exposure to other accounts and, and personal information. So we're seeing the, the mobile platforms being used as part of coordinated attack in a much more aggressive and increased way. We're seeing a lot more malware that's being embedded in the applications. You have these stores, the application stores, that vendors are, are doing what they can to protect the information that's distributed through these things. But it provides an adversary a way to distribute malware at a very high rate and, and it's being exploited. I also mentioned big data security. What can you tell us about big data security, Bill? Are banking institutions relying too heavily, for instance, on third parties rather than ensuring that they're protecting and securing this type of data themselves? Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say that the banking industry is relying too heavily or, or that individual parties are relying too heavily on third parties. However, because there is a push toward big data, there is both exposure and opportunity there. Big data affords some real opportunity to drive down costs, to connect things in ways you weren't able to in the past. 
but it does provide new exposures and new risks. And so you need to be very careful to move uh, your applications and your data to the cloud in ways that's managed and, and well uh, thought out and that you have a security approach. And oftentimes, if done well and, and, and done with a strategy behind it, institutions can actually increase the level of security that they're achieving over their uh, previous methods of handling their information. But, but you have to have a plan and you have to have a strategy around it. The other thing that big data does is it affords the opportunity to deal with all this uh, intelligence and security information that's being generated out there across our multiple new security devices. Many institutions are overwhelmed with data. And big data and the analytics that are being developed can be used to actually enhance security programs and provide information around what the adversaries are up to and what the threat's doing within an institution. Again, it takes planning and it takes some custom analytics and things that are tailored to your environment, but it does afford the opportunity to do that. Other areas that stood out from the list that Booz Allen just released related to the increasing security risks at smaller banking institutions. Bill, can you talk a little bit about the evidence that you have there to support that smaller institutions are cyber attackers' new targets? Yeah. There's a few things. First, one of the things that's driving things in that direction, we believe, is the fact that you know, the bigger banks have been investing in this area for a long time, and they're actually becoming harder targets. And, and this is kind of the natural evolution of, of security. And as that happens, the adversaries find software targets, the, the folks that don't have the resources or that haven't been investing over that period of time, by definition, you know, provide opportunity for the adversaries in ways that it, it has become more difficult with the larger institutions. And the smaller banks, you know, they have resources too and, and they have exposure that adversaries are after. The other evidence that, that we see is we're, we're getting called in much more to help the mid-tier folks with their security programs. We're, we're getting asked to help with board presentations and remediation strategies, uh, incident response type activities. So just from a business standpoint, we're seeing an increased amount of requests in that area. Bill, the list also notes non-financial players and the new risks that they pose. How does Booz Allen define a non-financial player? Yeah, that's pretty much all the rest of the commercial marketplace that, that's not in the FS industry. So. You know, healthcare, energy, uh, manufacturing, those folks are all also exposed through cyber and through the, through the network. And they have, just like we're seeing with the smaller banks, uh, we're starting to see a, a greater increase in their desire for help and a greater increase in what appears to be the attacks on those institutions. So again, I think FS was in the lead both from an exposure standpoint, but also from a remediation standpoint. And now uh, you know, the adversaries are, are becoming much more aggressive around things like manufacturing and healthcare and, and uh, other areas that uh, aren't as focused on uh, managing finances. So are these other non-financial players being targeted or exploited in ways that differ from what we've seen in financial services, or are the attacks pretty much the same? Yeah, and the answer is yes and no. A lot of the vulnerabilities that are being exploited, a lot of the techniques are the same. What the adversaries are after differs. You know, in a bank, often they're after a way to influence or steal financial information or actually steal the value from the bank, whereas with these other institutions, it's often about intellectual capital, 
capturing in our intellectual capital, understanding the, the business know-how, uh, so that can be replicated in other like firms or in other countries or about, it's often about stealing PII because PII is capital, uh, personal information can be capital that's used in other attacks. So a lot of the techniques are the same, but what the adversaries are after varies based on industry segment. Bill, I'd like for you also to talk a little bit about liability risk insurance. Booz Allen's list also notes protections included in the NIST framework when breaches of outside parties result in the compromise of financial data. Can you explain a little bit more here about what this means for financial institutions? Part of what you need to have you know, insurance in, in any area is you need to have an understanding of, of what the, the risks are and, and a framework for understanding and evaluating the exposure. And cyber and information security risks have been not well measured over time and we don't have things like actuarial tables and good ways to think about the risks and the exposures and, and measuring the actual competency of an institution around defending itself and, and taking prudent measures. So in this framework and, and other frameworks like it, we believe can be and will become enablers for things like an, a robust insurance capability that will allow uh, folks to have a, a much more standard way of measuring how institutions are doing and measuring exposures once they occur. Bill, how is the banking industry, and when I say the banking industry, I'm talking about specific banking groups, perhaps the American Bankers Association, for instance, how are they helping financial institutions educate themselves about the NIST framework and these liability risk protections? There's a significant dialogue around the NIST framework within the, the banking industry these days, and it involves many aspects of the framework. You know, there are opportunities within the framework to do many of the things I described earlier to help provide standards and, and ways to measure performance and, and assess damage. There's also, quite frankly, concern on the part of the banking industry around a potential uh, new regulation that could emerge from the NIST standard. And so there's a lot of dialogue. Many financial services institutions are sponsoring conversations and working hard to take advantage of the public-private partnership that NIST is trying to get to, uh, to, to influence things in a way that you know uh, makes sense and are helpful, uh, but don't cause things like overregulation or cumbersome uh, standards that uh, then become difficult to deal with downstream. So uh, there's a lot of dialogue around it and, and many uh, organizations are participating. Another aspect of the framework is back to one of the earlier questions is around information sharing. The government has an intent around uh, sharing and trying to share more information. They share information today, but one of the things that we recognize, I think both on the, the government side of things and on the private industry side, that process needs to continue to improve. Uh, the government has a tremendous amount of information about what's happening uh, from a threat standpoint and what, what are happening with uh, leading edge vulnerabilities, but a lot of that information tends to be uh, classified and the government doesn't necessarily have a good appreciation for how to inject that into the business process in a way that is, is helpful and timely. So there's a lot of conversation around that as well and a lot of hope that we'll be able to take advantage of that in ways that raises the bar for the whole commercial 
uh, infrastructure. And then, Bill, before we close, are there any final thoughts about trends that we might expect to see emerge or maybe continue in 2014? What we're seeing are a couple things. One is that, you know, there's no question that on the adversary side of things, the threats are becoming more sophisticated and becoming much more collaborative on their end of of the equation. So we see, uh, you know, a black market around sharing malware and bad actors selling personal information captured from one entity, selling it to other other actors that use it to uh, exploit things. So that, unfortunately, we believe is, is going to continue to, uh, to increase and create, you know, just a higher level of, of sophistication across the board. And then another trend that, that we talked about earlier that, that we think is going to continue is, is the fact that, you know, this is becoming a, a much broader level of exposure across multiple industry verticals. You know, if you have anything of value that's uh, somehow connected to to the network, uh, you need to be worrying about you know the exposure around that. And so intellectual capital, business practices continue to be exposed at a, at a much greater rate. On the remediation side, we're seeing a lot of increased emphasis around threat intelligence and the idea of trying to understand, what the adversaries are doing before they do it to you. We're actually seeing lots of uh, institutions that are standing up threat intelligence capabilities, buying intelligence from uh, corporations that provide it. It's something that our corporation does uh, and provides to, to the marketplace. And actually turning it into actionable type intelligence as opposed to a lot of information. So that trend is absolutely continuing, and we see that lots of folks are are doing more and more of that and getting value out of it and figuring out ways to get ahead of attacks that are coming down the pike. The other uh, big trend that we believe is going to continue and has to continue is because the um, perimeter defense capabilities can only get us so far in the commercial sector. Uh, there's uh, definitely an increased uh, use of active uh, hunting within an institution's network for adversaries. And again, we're seeing very robust capabilities being built in some of the larger uh, financial institutions. And we're seeing that that is adding value and that they're, they're becoming much better at identifying adversaries in their networks and reacting to it quickly and, and mitigating behavior that, that would have gone unchecked for, for many years. So we see that as, a, as another big trend on the remediation side. Bill, I'd like to thank you again for your time this afternoon. Well, thank you. Again, we've just heard from Bill Stewart of Booz Allen Hamilton. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.